Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm very excited. We're doing a little bit of a different episode today because uh, summertime is upon us. I know everyone's going to be traveling. And so I brought in an expert. We have Brian Kelly, the points guy, uh, here today to talk all about our summer travel plans, tips, tricks, all that kind of thing. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing amazing. And I love it because I'm like an uber, uber, uber Housewives fan. And I love travel, so I think I'm pretty well equipped to uh, for today's episode. I'm I'm sure you're super equipped. And actually, since you were the one who brought it up, tell me about housewives. Who's your favorite housewife? Uh, who's your favorite franchise? Give me the four hundred and eleven. <laughs> oh, so I I mean I'm an original. Like I love Vicky Gumbelson is so out of control. I like a housewife that like keeps you on your toes. That is like mercurial, and you know Vicky is just that. But I also love like Phaedra is like an all time favorite and a friend of mine. Um, and yeah, I think franchise wise, Beverly Hills just always brings the drama. So in a nutshell, that's where I am. Brian, did you see the ultimate girls trip season two trailer? I did. And I'm actually friends with Dorinda. So I've heard some of the spicy behind the scenes gossip and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I think in the trailer, oh I mean the, in- the intro to that trailer with all of their, I feel like the Bravo editors are getting even more shady. You know, it's like they don't even try to like hide it anymore, you know? Right, right. Uh, you know, speaking of travel, I was lucky enough. I, I had a book come out recently. And as part of during my book tour, I got to stay at Dorinda's Bluestone Manor. And she was the most gracious host ever. And I know they did. I think she's doing like an Airbnb or something so people could stay there. But I want them to do that with all of the housewives. Like I would love to stay at so many of these spots that they've been to on housewives. So I'm hoping. Or Airbnb- <laughs> yeah. Like we need, we need, I want to stay at Sheree's house. Like I want to oh. Chateau Sheree everywhere. It's so funny. Dorinda was like, you know, and I've been to Bluestone Manor, which it is, it's actually more stunning in person than it is on TV. Totally. Um, and I remember Dorinda's just like, you know, the housewife who I love, Vicky, she's like, this woman doesn't know what it's like to live in a grand estate. She lives in like, you know, a pop-up house in, an, in a gated neighborhood, which is so totally true. Yeah. Well, Bluestone Manor is solid. Like that's, it's a solid, uh, it's not just like one of these McMansions. It's like a solid, beautiful, I mean, it's, it's stunning. Uh, Brian, we got to talk about summer travel. What's it like right now traveling? Yes. Obviously, we're just getting through the COVID era. So what's traveling like uh, for yeah. people right now? Well, it's two different worlds out there. Domestically, travel's chaotic. It's busier than what it was in 2019. You know, you go to Miami these days, you're paying $900 a night for a normal hotel room. Flights are packed. You know, if you miss your flight, good luck even trying to get on the next flight or even the next day. So we're seeing, we're kind of calling it the sold out summer. Um, internationally, it's a bit better. The one made, and I just got back yesterday from Dubai and Istanbul, which were spectacular. 
And there's still that opportunity to travel internationally where there's still not those huge crowds that we used to see in cities like Amsterdam and Rome and Milan. So uh, I still think there's a great opportunity to travel internationally, but domestically, you better uh, get ready to pay through the nose through for airfare and for hotels and vacation rentals. So when this episode comes out, I'll actually be traveling uh, for my first vacation since pre-COVID. But uh, I'm curious, uh, how far in advance do you recommend people book right now? Yeah. So book as far in advance as possible. Uh, so I love using Google Flights. So google.com slash flights. It's a free tool that you know, what I recommend to save money, it's not buying on a Tuesday or, you know, doing all these hacks like you'll see on TikTok. It doesn't work like that. The airlines price each and every single flight based on demand. So Google Flights will actually show you a calendar of dates and flights. And you can actually save a ton by shifting your dates by a day or two. Uh, and Google Flights also shows that there is what, what the average price is. So it'll tell you if it's a high, high fare or low. If you see anywhere from medium to low, book it, especially since airlines now will let you, if it goes even lower, you can actually sometimes rebook at the lower fare and get a voucher for the difference. Uh, But in general, what we're seeing is airfare keeps going up because people feel more and more confident traveling. Uh, And what's going to really tip the scales for international travel is you still need to have a COVID test one day prior to coming back to the U.S., and that alone, I, you know, we did a poll, 60% of people are not willing to leave the country for that off chance they're going to test positive, you know, miss school, miss their kids. So once the government takes that back, which I think should be soon, I hope so, because it's kind of moronic and I can go into reasons why there. But once that gets lifted, international travel prices are going to go up because people are going to say, okay, I don't have to worry about getting stuck abroad. And whenever more people want to travel, prices go up. So simply put, book now. What about for people who are uh, super cautious regarding COVID? What tips do you have for them in regards to travel? Like, are there are there airlines that maybe have more restrictions if people are interested in that kind of thing? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So all of the U.S. airlines are governed by the same body. And, uh, you know, basically a Trump judge shut down the mask mandate on planes. So now, barring Philadelphia and uh, JFK and LaGuardia, you don't have to wear a mask in pretty much any airport in the U.S. What I would recommend is, and no matter where you travel, people are not going to be wearing masks. I think if you're worried, if you're at risk, protect yourself. You know, I see so many people complaining about masks and being scared, but then they're wearing a cloth mask below their nose, which literally does nothing. So if you're scared, you know, not scared, if you're concerned, which many people should be, get a high quality K95 mask, double mask. And if you're really vigilant, the time that you need to worry about on a plane is during boarding and getting off the plane because they shut the engines off and they shut that filtration, which sucks out all the bacteria in the air. So those are the most, you know, times where I recommend, you know, uh, but overall, you know, just make sure you're vaccinated and, uh, you know, you know, you've got to be able to protect yourself. You know, you travel throughout this country and there's widely varying uh, ranges of people who uh, take COVID seriously. So don't travel and assume it's going to be just like where you live. Cause in many places, frankly, COVID doesn't exist. In that, lines. that is such a good a tip. I was just on a book tour and every city was completely different. I mean, every place had completely different, not just rules, but also just uh, uh, 
general standards of of how people were reacting to it. And I'm not here to judge either way. I'm just, it was interesting to me. Every city was different. So you mentioned, you mentioned these TikTok hacks. Okay. And I think I heard on TikTok or read somewhere or something that like the best flight is the one to take the first flight of the day. Am am I crazy? Is that like the best one? That's, that's a, that's a good one for a lot of different reasons. You know, generally flights get delayed usually due to weather or to, uh, you know, our air traffic system is basically just at capacity. So as a couple of things get delayed, it, it's a snowball effect. So if you're taking evening flights, the chances of getting delayed are much higher than that first flight out. The first flight out, there's no traffic on the runway. So yeah, if, if you can get yourself out of bed earlier, statistically speaking, it, you know, that is the, the best way to get to where you want to go on time. Okay. And I'm from Cleveland, the Cleveland airport they closed down so many flights during COVID. Are we seeing the airlines in different uh, cities like Cleveland opening up more flights again, or are they being pretty um, cautious about that? You know, we, a lot of small airports did really get crushed with COVID. You know, a lot of uh, smaller airports uh, get government assistance and some of that ran out during the pandemic. So, uh, that being said, I think domestic air travel is coming back and a lot of the smaller airports are getting service. There's new airlines called like Breeze Airways. There's a bunch of new, you know, Allegiant serves kind of second and third tier in terms of size cities. So uh, should I be nervous? Wait, Brian, should I be nervous about flying on something called Breeze Airways like that? Just because no. I've never heard of it. That scares me. You know, it's so funny because people always say spirit. Oh, it's a cheap airline. Should I be worried? It's perfectly safe. Frankly, any U.S. airline, air travel, and that's people ask me that number one. I'm nervous to fly. How are you so casual? You know, air travel is the safest it's ever been. You know, barring, you know, there's always going to be incidents here and there. But when you think about it, when you're on the road, there are like methed out lunatics that can be behind a wheel who have guns. And when you're in the airport, the only people flying planes are highly trained people. There's security. So, you know, you, no matter what we hear, yes, people are getting fights in the planes up in the sky, but it's nothing like what's happening on the ground. So and, and when you look amount, at the numbers, flying is safe. Usually, too, it's like those few instances are what we see on social media. But then you think of just how many, the sheer number of, of flights that are, are going out each day. I really get scared of South. I call it Southwest Airline. They're not my favorite. Um, and that's only because I don't like the way that they board. And I, it stresses yes. me out. I don't like that. The cattle call to the board. I hate that. I actually just flew them home from Dallas. I uh, wanted to get home early. And you know what? If you pay, you can pay like $30 to get the front boarding. And if you're in any of like the first 40 spots, you're pretty much going to get one of the good seats. There's different rows. You know, I'm six foot seven. So trust me, to not have an assigned seat, I can't sit in a normal seat. It just is not physically possible. But, you know, you can pay a little bit extra to get that A-list boarding. Most people don't. And that's the thing, even in Europe, like Ryanair, it's super cheap. But if you pay literally 10 pounds extra, you get to board the plane first, you get whatever seat you want. So in a way, as a leisure traveler, flying on those types of airlines, if you're willing to shell out a little bit of money, you can be treated like royalty versus being a peon on Delta, where there's 200 frequent flyers above you and you're getting put in the middle seat no matter what. You can't even buy up to a better seat. Who's the best domestic? I feel like I'm learning so much, Brian. I'm really enjoying this. And I know you talk about this stuff all the time, but I, I'm just loving hearing about no, it. I, I, I love it. Um, what, so the, who's yeah. the best airline? So it, there's a lot of ways to look at that. You know, 
Delta overall of the big three, Delta in terms of on-time performance, you know, customer service. During the pandemic, Delta was so uh, nice to customers. Like they were letting people refund flights even when they were supposed to get a voucher. And I, I talked to a lot, a lot of our fans, you know, they've been rated the best uh, airline by the point sky readers year after year. And there's a reason for that. Uh, I think in terms of customer experience, JetBlue, uh, they have operational issues. Uh, they've been really delayed. But if your JetBlue flight's not delayed, the legroom in economy is the biggest, you'll find, the most you'll find on any carrier. Plus, they have free snacks, free fast Wi-Fi. And so JetBlue, from a passenger perspective, I think is the nicest product for a leisure traveler. But uh, Delta overall, I think in terms of customer service, on-time arrivals is is probably the way to go. When are we going to get just universal Wi-Fi on flights? Like, I don't understand for how much we're paying. I get so pissed when I get on a flight and I got to pay. And sometimes it's so hard to get it. It's like, just everyone should get uh, Wi-Fi. Why aren't we doing that? I, I, well, eventually we will. So Delta was the first of the major. So airlines are copycats. Uh, they're kind of like housewives in a way. And uh, once one does something, they'll, you know, they'll try to one up the other. So Delta announced it. It's going to take several years. But I agree with you. I mean, it's pretty egregious when they charge you $30 for in-flight Wi-Fi uh, and it barely works. So what I would recommend is pretty much anytime you buy Wi-Fi, just let them know that it, it didn't work and you should get refunded. So you can kind of get it for free if you kind of take your own. Uh, if, it was, oh. if it didn't meet your expectations. You know, I sort of game the system a little bit when I fly Southwest because I you can get a pre-board pass that you don't have to pay for, but you have to have a medical. And I legitimately have anxiety boarding yeah. one of those flights, so they'll give you the pre-board if you, yeah, um, if you have an issue. Uh, okay, wait, this I have so many questions. Okay, um, lounges. Who is the best? What's the best credit card to get lounge access? Because if I get to an airport too early, yeah. I get confused because it's like I have Amex and I think Amex has certain lounges, but then yeah. I also had something for a while called Priority Pass, which yeah. originally I got through Amex and then they switched yeah. or something. It gets confusing. So who has the, what yeah, credit so, card do I need well, for lounge access? The, the best credit card for lounge access is for sure the Amex Platinum, because as you mentioned, you get Priority Pass, which to be honest, it's like a bunch of second tier lounges, but they're global. So it's at least a lounge where you can, you know, and they're not in every single airport. But what I love about Amex Platinum is when you fly Delta, you can also access the Delta lounge, but also Amex Centurion lounges. And the Amex Centurion lounges are the nicest kind of all around lounge. When you have Platinum, you can bring a guest. Uh, there's no charge for anything. Like a lot of airline lounges, you'll go and get a Bloody Mary and they'll be like $9, right? You're like, well, wasn't that the point of the lounge? So they have some free alcohol, but they're, they all keep kind of cutting back. Whereas the Amex and Torian lounges, I think, are the best, although they do get crowded. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Amex Platinum for lounge access for sure. I get so frustrated by all these hidden fees. Like we mentioned the Wi-Fi or it's like, then you go and you think you got lounge access and then they're like $9 for the Bloody Mary. It gets so confusing to me. And yeah, it so does. This is helpful. And to your point, and, and what I was going to say earlier too, I, I forgot to say is my dad always said growing up, cheap is expensive. Meaning when you're on Google flights and you see a flight that's $20 cheaper on spirit and you're going to have to connect don't do it. You know, mm -hmm. don't be foolish and try to save a tiny amount of money, even with connections, especially internationally. Anytime you're adding more flights to your journey, the chances go up that you're not going to get to where you need to go because weather, because of staffing shortages. So 
you know, you may think you're really clever by saving 15 bucks. Oh, sure. I'll connect in Atlanta. All of a sudden the flight's delayed. You've got four minutes to run two miles. You're stressed out. You miss your first day of vacation. You know, you're missing 25% of your vacation because you wanted to save $20, right? Like, so I urge people, don't just book the cheapest ticket because there are a lot of those extra fees. Now, your most hated airline, Southwest, is also the most generous. You can check two bags. You can change your flight free of charge. So even though their boarding process, I agree, is a little chaotic, if you can get over that, uh, they're actually a pretty good airline in terms of like, especially if you check bags and not getting hit for, uh, you know, everything like bringing on a, a, a carry-on bag. I also love that. I believe it's Southwest that has the cranberry apple juice. It's like very few airlines have the cranberry apple juice. And I just want to recommend they all get that because it's delicious. You know, Danny, I'm just really confused because like you call it Southwest, but like slowly but surely, I think you're kind of in love with Southwest. <laughs> no, I hate them, Brian. Don't say that. I hate them. I've The only airlines I've like had delay issues or miss luggage issues. It's always been Southwest. And yes, I do love their cranberry apple juice, but is it worth it? Sometimes it might be, but overall, I don't know. I don't know. And again, I just, I I would love them. I don't know why they just don't switch the boarding process. Like I I don't understand what are we keeping that for? Because it's nuts. And I hate just watching everyone like get nuts lining up. I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised actually. People who flew Southwest, like everyone seemed pretty calm to me. I actually thought Southwest was more calm than on other airlines when you have people, everyone just trying to board first, not ignoring it. Like Southwest is very clear. Like you are not getting on this plane if you do not have this number. So back up, honey. And versus like other airlines who kind of scream it into the announcer, like don't pro boarding. And then like everyone, like, you know, people from other countries who don't even understand English, everyone's bum rushing the plane. And I think Southwest is more on time because that process of everyone on, you know, just pick a seat and go actually is quicker. Well, you're converting me um, a little bit, <laughs> but I would worry I'm a tall person too. And it's like, I can't be yeah. in the middle seat and I can't be in a little seat. Um, are we, are we still doing like allowing changes and cancellations? I know during COVID it was like, you could change or cancel yeah. up until the last minute. Is that changing? Yeah. So it did change as of like last year, they started to get really cheap. So now if you get basic economy, which is the cheapest on all the major carriers generally, except for Southwest, they won't let you change. Some airlines are more flexible than others. So you've got to be careful. Once again, back to that cheap is expensive. The cheapest fare might have a $200 change fee where paying $10 more for a normal fare will actually get you a carry-on bag and other things. So it's always the devil's in the details with flying. Don't just book the cheapest flight and think you got the best deal out there because you might get you might get dinged with a lot of other fees. However, for most other fare types, yes, you can change your flight. They'll give you a voucher. However, the vouchers expire. You may not be able to use them in the time frame. And um, my best recommendation is to use your frequent flyer miles. So when you use your frequent flyer miles, they'll let you change up into the last minute. You get them all back, including your taxes and fees. So it's kind of like using, you know, like buying a refundable ticket. So if you've got frequent flyer miles laying around, use them because over time they lose value. The airlines just keep printing more and more miles. So it's like inflation of 8% a year we think is crazy. Well, in the frequent flyer world, we're seeing 20 and 30% inflation in the in terms of how many miles it takes for a flight. So basically use them and you get that extra flexibility if you need to cancel. This might be a stupid question, but I feel like every time I travel, I just I try to look for the flight time or or should I always be 
looking for the same airline so that I could save the miles or where, what do I prioritize? So I would always say prioritize your time and fly like, you know, the most nonstop at the best time. I don't recommend flying through Atlanta to get Delta miles. Uh, However, you know, if you are a frequent flyer, if you're traveling every other week and you want to get elite status, then being loyal to an airline can really pay off, but really not until you're flying like 50,000 miles a year or more, instead of trying to pay extra to fly an airline, I would just say, get the right credit card. Uh, that will give you miles versus trying to have to actually fly. Uh, but if you are a frequent traveler, elite status and airlines can be pretty amazing, free upgrades, free changes. Um, but for the average traveler, you still get your miles, but don't pay extra to get miles with another airline because in general, the miles that you're going to get are not worth the extra fee that you're going to pay. So at the end of the day, choose your sanity, choose the flight that's going to get you there at the best time. Uh, versus trying to jump through hoops to get miles. My boyfriend does plain drugs, we call them, which is a, a little cocktail of half a Xanax with, you know, he chases that with something. Do you ever get like that? Like, do you ever just need a little plain drugs to get through well, some of these travels? So I have, I have a warning. So, you know, we always read on, on, you know, crazy passenger pulls down pants and pees on everyone. Well, a lot of my friends are flight attendants say it's because of bad reactions with sleeping medications. So, and also, I'll just tell the story. I took never take your sleeping pill. Okay, first of all, always take your concoction on the ground to make sure that it works on the ground. And then I would say make it less strong because in the air, everything is amplified, right? Like one drink is like three drinks. And also never take it until your flight's in the air because I took uh, an Ambien once going to London. And I thought I had saw, seen Rachel Zoe in the British Airways first class lounge. And I was like, whatever, why is she, you know, I wasn't... I, kind of didn't care. This was like 10 years ago. So I took my Ambien and we're about to take off and the pilots, well, actually I'm putting my bag in the overhead and Rachel Zoe, who I thought was Rachel Zoe, walks up and it's Madonna and she's sitting right in front of me in first class. Meanwhile, my Ambien is starting to kick in and I'm like, is this happening to me? And then of course we got delayed. And so I'm on the tarmac, like falling asleep, but like trying to like, you know, Madonna's like my, my idol growing up. And the captain came out to her and she was being so sassy. She was like, step on it when we're in the air. And I'm like fighting off the sleeping drug the whole time, trying to like just take in, you know. And you can't, you can't fight off Ambien. Like that's the one no, particular, no, honey, one, because yeah. that makes you crazy. Crazy. And the thing about Ambien you need to worry about. Now, I've had friends who like called me on their phone. One was going to Japan and he was drinking whiskey and on Ambien. And he, the next day had no recollection whatsoever. I'm like, we just had a, I'm like, A, how did that airline let you call? You're not supposed to be able to t- do FaceTime. He's like, I have no recollection whatsoever. So I would say, be careful, uh, you know, chest out. You know, I certainly use like a little bit of Xanax will put me down so that I, my brain shuts off and I wake up. Um, but, you know, talk to your doctor and yeah, yeah. be very careful about it. I get mad at my boyfriend because he he'll pass out. And then I always feel like I have, I'm like weekend at Bernie's and I'm carrying him around the airport because he's asleep. Or if we do run into a delay or something like that, there was one time where he took it on the ground and then we had to get off the plane. And I was, it was literally like weekend at Bernie's like, I'm like, come on. And the flight attendant's like, you got to get him up. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying. (laughs) Like you can't. My my mom, we were in Doha flying home. My mom uh, took it in the lounge. She didn't tell me. I'm boarding the flight to Philly and she's like literally in line for the flight to Chicago. I'm like, mom, what the hell are you doing? And then she like immediately just like weekend at Bernie's. Um, 
So yeah, she learned her lesson. So be careful. Yeah. Because, but wait, uh, so you said so in the air or on the ground, you take it? No, once you're in the air, those wheels then you go take up. It. Okay. That's the chances of that plane having it, yeah. Then you take it, like once you're taken off. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic shopify s-h-o-p-i-f-y dot com slash everything iconic this show is sponsored by better help and we all carry around different stressors both big and small sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because i cannot stop thinking about them when i'm trying to sleep or when i'm trying to go about my day i keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively now therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff and if you've never benefited from therapy i think it's time you explore i think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist it's so incredibly helpful get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Brian, do we ever do travel insurance when I'm buying a flight and it says, do you want to do this? Do we do that? Yep. I never know. Every no. single time I look at it, I'm like, I'm not sure. No. In, in general, what the airlines sell you is crap. It's overpriced. So ne- if you want to buy travel insurance, do it. Go to insuremytrip.com. I'm not paid by them, but it's like the kind of, it's like the clearinghouse for all travel insurances. That's actual insurance, but it's not cheap. You're going to spend a lot of money to insure your trip. So I only really recommend it if you're going on an amazing cruise with granny and like 20 people and, you know, God forbid anyone gets sick. Generally, travel insurance can give you that peace of mind. But I say, you know, especially for cheap flights and you don't, you know, book refundable hotel reservations, use your frequent flyer miles. Um, and also a lot of credit cards have uh, travel protection uh, and trip delay insurance. So if they lose your bag or if the flight's delayed 10 hours and you need to get a hotel, the airlines don't give you free hotels. There's no law that says they have to. But if you use a credit card that has trip interruption or cancellation coverage, Chase Sapphire, the Amex Platinum Gold, those cards will actually reimburse you for hotels, rental cars. So 
what I say is just book using a credit card that not only gives you points for the travel booking, but also gives you that built-in coverage. The Clear program. It's this thing. It's not, I don't believe it's at every airport, but I know we have it here in California yeah. and it kind of helps you skip past um, some of the uh, security checkpoints or whatever. Um, do you recommend people getting that? And will that be something that's popping up at more and more airports or is it yes. limited? Yeah. So I'll get to that in one second. Everyone needs to get global entry. Everyone listening, even if you travel once a year. So global entry is $100 and it's good for five plus years. What global entry gets you is when you come into the US, you can get through in 30 seconds. You go to a kiosk, it scans your eyes, you're on your way. Literally amazing versus having to wait in immigration lines in the US after a long flight. It also gets you TSA pre-check, which by itself is $85. So instead of paying $85 for pre-check, just pay $100 for global entry and you'll get pre-check included. Uh, a lot of credit cards will also reimburse for global entry. So, you know, you can Google the points guy, which credit cards get you global entry. We have it all listed out. Now, clear is useful. I have clear. It's like a lot of airlines, if you have elite status, will give it you discounted or for free. Amex does on some cards. Uh, I think it's great because clear actually brings you up to the front of the pre-check line. Uh, and it also works in stadiums, you know, so if you're going to a concert, there'll be clear lines where you can cut the long security line. Uh, so in general, I think clear is good. If it's not in the airports you fly through a lot, uh, I wouldn't bother with it, but, you know, check out where they are. And I think it's a pretty clever thing. Uh, and I think they're going to keep growing. Oh, good. I hope they, I use it here and, and yeah, some airports don't have it, but I find it really helpful and, and really quick. Uh, Okay, what else do we have here? A Vegas. I go to Vegas a lot. I especially pre-pandemic, it's a quick trip from LA and I also find that it's an easy place to meet people. So most of my family's in the Midwest and and it's pretty cheap and easy for them to get to Vegas and it's a good sort of meeting place for everybody. Uh what travel tips do you have for Vegas because I know it is a pretty frequent vacation spot for people. Where do you recommend staying? Any kind of trips or tips you can tell us about Vegas? Yeah. I love Vegas. So no, what I would recommend is a lot of the hotel chains there, like M Life, they have partnerships. Caesars has partnerships, um, like with the traditional Marriott's and Hyatt. So you can Google and try to get elite status with the hotel you're staying at because it can get you check. And I, I was staying in a huge suite once at Caesars and I still had to wait in like a 30 minute line. Like Vegas is chaos when checking in at hotels, but if you can get that VIP status, it definitely makes a big difference. But I agree with you. I mean, Vegas is busier than pre-pandemic. I was just there recently. I personally like Cosmopolitan, which is also a Marriott hotel. Uh, Hilton now has, um, oh my God, what's that new huge complex where Katy Perry's show is? Yeah, um, the new, it's, it's the all, new one. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't stayed there yet. Um, it's like I'm blanking on it. So yeah, if you want to like earn or use your hotel points or some decent options, but I, I'm old school. I like Bellagio. It's like such right in the middle of everything. And also, I will just plug the RuPaul's Drag Race review. I actually went twice on my last trip there in, in March, and it's just so good. If you like Drag Race, go see that show. I love I love Vegas. I mean, I love that you could just go to these shows. There's stuff for everyone. I I and I, again, I think it's the perfect meeting place for people. Uh, what about kids? I know there's we have a lot of listeners, uh, women who have kids and parents who have kids. What do you recommend for traveling with children? My two older brothers actually both have kids. My middle brother has three under five, and he just took a, oh, wow. a flight from Ohio to Texas, and uh, it seems like a nightmare. Like when I 
Yeah. I I talk to them traveling. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. No, I mean, it depends. So I don't have any kids of my own. I have 11 nieces and nephews. I've traveled. I have a lot of friends with kids. And I think I know a lot of my friends have kids and it's not as, you know, you have to cater the flights to what your kid is. So from my understanding from zero to 18 months, it's pretty simple because your kids aren't mobile. But once they start running around is when the whole game changes and just keep them active. Like don't assume that airline is going to have things for your kids. And, you know, some airlines are actually amazing. Some international airlines actually have nannies on board to help, but in general, bring activities and, Worst comes worst, give your kid screen time, like restrict it on the ground a lot so that when you give it to them on the plane, I know so many of my friends are like really strict with their kids. And then on the plane, they'll be like eight hours goes by, you know, who cares if they don't sleep? We'll figure that out when, when they get there. So uh, I think, you know, there's, we have mommy points. Who's a, a mommy blogger. She writes for us at the points guy. We've got tons of travel writers. I think there's a lot of different ways, but I say travel with your kids. You know, I, I hate frequent flyers who are like, Oh, a crying baby. Like I'm on these Apple AirPod Maxes. I bring them everywhere I go. Stop complaining about babies. We were all babies. Like just be able to bring your own, you know, control your own environment um, versus complaining about a screaming baby. Cause yeah. And also like take in mind for the parents, like I fucking feel horrible for the moms and dads who have the crying baby, because you know, they're probably freaking out because they know that it's stressful for the other passengers on the plane. Totally. So I feel terrible for the parents. And so we need to grant them grace when they're traveling. Cause it's, yes, it might be annoying and, for us, but. And, and Danny, on that point, I want to say like, leave your house, like travel is going to be crowded. It's crazy, but let's all be thankful we can travel. And also just, I know when Aero, you know, we just saw, who was it? Uh, oh my God, not Ted Cruz, Bill O'Reilly berating airline staff at JetBlue because the flight was delayed. Here's the deal, people. Like the agent working that flight makes barely over minimum wage. They're overworked. And trust me, they want that flight to get the hell out of there. Do not yell at them when it's delayed because there's a tornado on the runway, you know, or even if it's nice and sunny where you are, there's likely an issue elsewhere. So, I absolutely hate, and I see it every week, moronic people taking their frustration out on frontline travel employees. Do not do yes, it. Be nice you know? to them. Be nice to them. Because guess what? They, they, get, they are not paid a lot, and they have complete power. So if you're a jerk to them, they will screw up your reservation. You know, mm-hmm. like, So even if there's literally no strategic reason to get mad at an airline agent, be nice. I, I cannot stress enough how being nice and being a normal person yes. can actually help you when things go haywire, which they it's will. also a good lesson for even on the ground, be nice to the people working at restaurants, at grocery stores at everywhere. It's like, it's everyone's doing their fucking best. Wait, Brian, though, I do have one question because when you, I do get frustrated when I land on the ground. Right. And we've all been on those flights where it's like you're circling the runway or there's no gate available, but then no one sort of gives you any information or you can kind of feel like they're lying to you. Am I making it up? Because sometimes I feel like they're lying and they're like, Oh, it'll be 10 minutes. And then an hour and a half goes by and you're like, why weren't you just honest? Yeah. Well, the thing is, so the pilots half the time don't know. So, and I know how airline ops work, like, trust me. And by the way, flight attendants, don't get paid the minute the wheels touch down. So trust me, everyone wants off that plane. The issue is the airline operations are thinly staffed. They're telling the pilot, you know, hey, here's the minute. But then all of a sudden, you're waiting for a gate and some moron, you know, gets in a fight, right? Like, so there's all these variables that happen. Uh, I agree with you. Communication could be better sometimes, but it's almost like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Because if you do say, hey, 15 minutes, 
And then 20 minutes goes by and then you seem like a liar. But I, I think at the end of the day, pilots are just trying, they're managing a lot of different things. And usually they're the ones with the information. So uh, I agree. It's frustrating, but uh, once again, it's just like, don't take it out on them. Yeah. Let's all be nicer to each other. Okay, Brian, I know I got to let you go real quickly. Any other travel tips that I missed? I, I feel like I learned so much. Did I miss anything or anything you want to share with people going into summer travel? I think going into summer travel, the best way to save money is using your points and you don't need to be a frequent flyer to get points, credit cards. So maximize every single dollar. That's how you win at the points game and how I travel pretty much all around the world for free. There are credit cards now that will give you points for dining, groceries. You know, the Amex Gold is amazing. The Chase Sapphire cards. You can even earn points with no fee for paying rent on the new built credit card, which has no fees. It'll even cut a check to a landlord and you're earning points that you can use on a different partner. So my main tips are use frequent flyer miles, be smart about every dollar you spend, pay your bills off in full. So you're not getting hit with the interest. And that's kind of how you can unlock the world. And that's what we teach people at the points guy. Okay. Also, I, I know I said, I'm letting you go domestic vacations. Is there like an underrated vacation spot domestically? I think there are a lot of really interesting destinations outside of Miami, Orlando, and um, my family. Take- my my brothers are always going to Florida all the time, and I'm like, we gotta we gotta go somewhere else. Like, we gotta figure out. Like, let's try some other spots. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I like like the regional vacation. So I like live in a little town called New Hope, Pennsylvania. It's an hour and a half from New York, hour from Philly. You know, outside of New York, the Hudson Valley, you can still get really good deals on little bed and breakfast. You can drive, so you're not paying a fortune for airfare. Um, I mean, I'm also gay, so I love, like, the province towns of the world, um, which not necessarily cheap and under the radar. But um, I don't know, Danny, what are your favorite, like, below the radar vacation destinations in terms of below the radar i'm trying to think i I like like a good spa winery resort i know um the bill is it the biltmore uh in Asheville. yeah 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 yeah. i've i know people like that i'm thinking of midwest or places that i know people in the midwest go to um yeah, I don't know. I tend to go to the same places. I'm like, yeah. I'm a Hawaii person. Like my boyfriend, he was in the military and stationed in Hawaii. So he knows the area. And I also find it very relaxing and it's, it's an easy trip from Los Angeles, but uh, I tend to go there to Vegas or I'm visiting family and I, yeah. I want to go other places. I, I was just in Boston for a live show and it was so it was uh, bad weathers and I, it was a quick trip. So I didn't get to explore, but I was like, I'd love to kind of be able to explore this town. Yeah. Um, no, there's so and just outside of all of these big cities. I mean, I love Palm Springs. Palm so Springs. Many beautiful. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. And it's just a couple hour drive, Joshua tree. Uh, there's so many amazing national parks that are still that this country itself. And I feel bad. I've been to the Maldives six times and I've never been to Yosemite or seen the grand Canyon. Like, I love to travel internationally, but I would also just say internationally, like Costa Rica is super expensive, but push yourself, go to Guatemala. Guatemala yeah. is stunning, like Antigua, Lake Atitlan, and a fraction of the price. Or go to Colombia, Medellin is amazing. Cartagena, just be careful of the boat that you rent and not going out. <laughs> um, what a so, yeah, trip I that was. And the one final tip is right now, you still need to get a COVID test to come back to the US. Do not, I repeat, 
Do not get COVID tests abroad in shady, expensive locations. You can go on eMed and buy for $25. You can buy Binax Now Proctor tests that you do yourself from your hotel room on FaceTime with, and they send you a QR code and that 100% works to get back to the US and it's $25. So, so many people stress about trying to waste their last day of vacation getting that COVID test. I'm hoping the government lifts this soon, but, um, but I just love to give that tip because it could be so stressful and expensive trying to get COVID tested abroad um, versus being able to do it yourself in your room. You know, I just was thinking I did take a trip to Sonoma once and it was a beautiful wine country. And I feel like people often talk about Napa, but Sonoma, I think is an underrated it's, and I haven't been, I know they had a bunch of fires there sort of recently. So I haven't been since the fires, but it's a really a, a great place for, for wine country. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Brian, this was so much fun. I, I have to ask you what I ask all of my guests, which are these two questions, your favorite Mariah Carey song. And also if you were choosing for People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? These aren't travel related, oh, but. Always Be My Baby um, would for sure. I actually wrote it out on my personal computer to my sixth grade girlfriend, like type the lyrics. They were that deep to me. And who would, I mean, Sexist Man Alive, Lil Nas X, I think. He's just so sexy and I love everything he stands for. 
I love that. Brian, where can people find you on social media and how do they get all of these tips? I know they're on the, the points guy website, but tell yes. on all that stuff. So the, the points guys, the brand account at the points guy, G U I, uh, not sky. Um, and I'm at Brian Kelly, not the Florida Georgia line, B-R-I-A-N-K-E-L-L-Y. I share all of my personal travels. You can kind of click on my Instagram highlights of every destination, every hotel, what it's like to fly Emirates. Um, and I also write a weekly newsletter. So if you just, I don't know how to use it, just Google the points guy or Brian Kelly weekly newsletter and sign up. I kind of give all my tips, what's going on that week, trying to make sense of all this craziness, but bottom line, get out there and travel. I think it all makes us better people. Were you always a travel person or how did this sort of, this whole thing start? Because it really is. I mean, everyone knows the points, everyone knows you and the points guy and this whole thing, but like, I don't know. I know I just wrapped this up. I'm sorry, Brian. No, it's okay. I love it. So I was actually 12 years old. My dad was a frequent traveler for work. And he said, if you can figure out how to use our points. So I basically booked our family of six to the Cayman Islands for free. And every and it was amazing. And I, I remember having a panic attack being like, and my parents and I joke about it. Like, how the hell do we let our little precocious, like closet gay boy son, like book our family trip. But then I started doing it every year. Fast forward I graduate college, work on Wall Street. I'm traveling a ton and not getting paid a lot of money because it was a financial crisis. But I basically was like living a millionaire's lifestyle on an HR budget during the financial crisis because I did points. So in 2010, I just started this blog as a fun little side gig. And now, you know, we've got 15 million readers and up a month and 120 employees. So it's been a wild ride to say the least. How amazing. And it really is such an accomplishment. Obviously, you should be so incredibly proud. You hate cruises, right? I hate cruises. I wouldn't necessarily I hate cruises. Okay. I see the value of them. I've been on a bunch years ago. I don't, I haven't cruised since the pandemic. I would, like there's new Ritz-Carlton cruises that are coming out. They're like huge, like loft suites. So I'm not, I don't hate them, but they're not what gets me going. I'm always scared. I, I would end up on like the poop cruise or something where it was like everyone's <laughs> sick. Like that's, that would be literally my worst nightmare. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Brian, thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Danny Pellegrino. You can find me at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. I want to thank ACAST. Uh, order my book. How do I unremember this? And uh, thank you so much, Brian. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Safe travels, everyone. Hands to all